Welcome to Fuck the Box. You heard it right, Fuck the Box. Because really, don't we all just want to get out of the matrix? On this podcast, we're going to talk about business, women's empowerment, real estate, sex, and inspirational stories that will inspire the fuck out of you. People who are doing things differently, who have a diverse mindset, who have been through adversity and came out on top. We are not going to be having conversations that were talked about at your 1970s dinner table. We are raw, real, and fucking authentic. Enjoy the show. Today I am popping my cherry. This is my very first podcast and I'm so excited. So honored to have Ali Kavose with me. She is a dear friend and I am so blessed that I have come to Tulum and I have found this group of women that have really supported me because I've never actually had this in my life and it's pretty amazing. So Ali started Girl Gang Tulum and she is also an author and a business coach and she helps people get out of the nine to five and into a life that is in alignment with them. And she was in corporate and she lived that life and she is a walking inspiration. So we had talked about that we were going to discuss how I got over the border, which is a bit badass and it's exciting. So I'm excited to tell you because I wanted to tell the story for like a really, really long time and people think I'm nuts for doing it, but here I am in Mexico. Such a wild story. Like, buckle up, please. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Canada. Most of you know, and, uh, at the time in Canada, it wasn't in alignment with my values and what I believed in and what was going on around the world. So I had to make a decision. So what I needed to do is I needed to figure a way to expand my life from what I was going through. So I ended up doing some research and I found out that there was some Uber jets and people were sharing a private jet. And so I called and I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, I need to get out of here. I'm working on my business. I'm expanding everything. So I had planned the trip and I was on my way and I got to Vancouver and I showed up for my rental car because I had to drive like 10 hours to get this jet, right? To get into the US. And my credit card that I had ordered wasn't there yet. So I literally had to leave the country without a credit card. And I was like, no, it'd be no problem. I've got like this loadable credit card and it'll work. Right. So I showed up to the rental car company and they're like, I'm sorry, you don't have a proper credit card. You can't rent a car. And I'm like, what? No, like I need to get to Mexico. I'm flying out tomorrow morning in Seattle. (laughs) And so I went to everyone. I literally offered cash. I was like, I'll give you 500 bucks. Please. Can you like, I use your credit card. I called everyone in Vancouver. No one was available. So I sat in this place for like two hours trying to figure out how I'm going to make this work and how I'm going to drive. And nothing was really working for me. So I was like, okay, I got to pivot. I just got to go with it and decide what I need to do. So FYI, you cannot rent a car if you don't have a credit card. (laughs) So don't try it. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. I am going to take an Uber to the border and I'm going to walk across and I'm getting out of here. So 
I took an Uber to the border. I showed up. I was like, oh my God, this is kind of like scary. It was pouring rain, like just pouring rain. And it was in April when I left. And I just started walking. And this border crossing is like, I don't know, 10 minutes long or something. So I was soaked. I showed up to the security and everyone, and they looked at me like, where did you just come from? And I was just said, oh, I'm just going for a couple of days to the U.S., right? And uh, they were worried that I was going to work in the U.S. And I'm like, I'm not going to work in the U.S. Like, I want to go to Mexico. So finally, after, you know, 10 minutes of talking to me, they're like, okay, you can go in. So I ended up showing up in Blaine, and it was a holiday. So there was no taxis, no buses. There was a Starbucks, and it was open. And I went there and I was like, okay, now what? I'm here, I'm in the US. And I didn't have any service on my phone. I couldn't connect to the Wi-Fi. And I was just sitting there with my coffee thinking, oh my God, like this has like been the trek of my life. Like I didn't know what to do at that point. So I asked the baristas and I'm like, anyone can drive me to Seattle, please. I've got a flight. I got to fly out tomorrow morning. I'll pay you whatever you need. All the young kids were like, no, I can't. So I was like, oh my God, come on. So I saw this guy and he was sitting there with a suitcase. And I went over to him and I was like, how are you getting out of here? And he's like, oh, my son's picking me up. So he's like, I heard your story. It's kind of funny. Like you just walked over the border out of Canada. And I'm like, yeah. So he's like, I can drive you for like an hour. And that's it because I've got things to do or whatever. And I'm like, done. I just need to get closer to Seattle. Maybe there's like an Uber or something like that. And so he's like, there's one problem though. And I'm like, okay, what is it? He's like, we're driving convertible and the roof won't go up. And I'm like, I, at this point, I do not care. Just get me to Seattle, whatever. So they were super chill and they picked me up and the car was like a retro LeBaron car. <laughs> <laughs> And it was freezing. Like I was so cold that we had to stop at the co-op and I had to get like a tube because it was pouring rain and I was like freezing my ass off, like freezing. So here I am driving down the highway. There's like semi trucks, like spraying water at me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is my life right now. Like what is happening? And I'm pretty sure I'm on TikTok because there's videos of me. Like people drive by and they like record me. They're looking at us like so funny. It's like, what are these people doing? It's pouring rain and they're in a convertible, but it's like a retro convertible. There's like this big ass suitcase in the back. And I was like these two like redneck guys driving this car. And I'm like, oh my God. But I made it. They love my story. They took me all the way to Seattle and they were amazing. So they literally saved me and I flew out and I came to Mexico. And honestly, when I first came to Mexico, I was kind of shaken up. Mm. Like it was really intense for me. You know, mm -hmm. I, I felt really stuck in Canada and I knew I had to change my life. And I was taking a course in Mexico and I didn't really have any plans. I just literally rocked up. And since then, it just it has transformed my life over the past year. And I'm so blessed. Like Ali was one of the first people that I met and she's building like this amazing community in Tulum and it's incredible. So enough about me. I want to welcome Ali Kavosi to my podcast. And thank you so much for being here, Ali. Tell me, how long have you been in Tulum for? 
I've actually been here in Tulum for two and a half years and I will be three years in June, which is crazy. Um, it's a really wild, wild adventure, wild story. Um, I, four years ago, I was in New York. I lived in New York. I was like in corporate America, making six figures, living a lifestyle that I look back and it's so different than my world now. I read a book by Tim Ferriss called The 4-Hour Workweek, and that changed my entire life. It turned the paradigm upside down, asking me, why am I waiting till 60 to live freely and to have travel in my life and retire in that way? And I was like, you know what? Why, why am I waiting till 60? That's not given at all. I could be dead at 60. And so I'm third, I was 30 at the time. I'm like, I'm 30? I'm single, I'm debt free, let's go, let me just try it. I'll go for three months, worst case I can always come back. This, this, there's corporate world, we'll still be here. I went for three months and um, basically what happened was at three month mark I realized I need more time. I'm not going back yet. <laughs> so then six months passes and I realized I'm still not done. And there's all of these people out here making it work where they're digital nomads and they're traveling all over the world. And mind you, this is pre-COVID, okay? So it's not necessarily the norm to work from home at this point. And my boss would not let me work remotely. Like it was not a possibility. So I quit. Said I'm out. I'm going to explore. I need to go experience this part of my life. I will never be 30 again. I might not ever be single again. My man could be right around the corner. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> and so I went and I backpacked for a year and a half. And that led me to COVID. Right around when COVID hit in March 2020, I was getting this feeling where I needed community. I desperately wanted community because I would go and I'd live in a place for a month and maybe I'd make a friend who was awesome for like a week or a month, but then we'd all, you know, go on our ways and continue traveling because I was always meeting different travelers living in hostels and things like that. So I just decided, okay, I need to settle down somewhere and I want to make this lifestyle sustainable. I want to start building something. So I was between Bali and Mexico. Bali because that's where the digital nomads were mm -hmm. and I knew I needed to learn from them. So popular right now. Right? Yeah, it's so popular. It's always, yeah, that place is amazing. <laughs> and then there's Mexico. Well, I'd been living in Colombia for six months at that point, bouncing around, and I was so engulfed in practicing Spanish and salsa. And I was like, I love this culture. I just want to learn more of this. And that's where, you know, that's all in Mexico. So COVID made it really easy for me. It, the whole thing was nuts. Basically, they, they shut the border of Bali. So Bali was off the table. And I ended up finding this hotel called Selena and they have locations all over the world. And they had this wellness program and this program was basically offering, you know, free stay for yoga teachers. And while I'd been traveling in that year and a half, I'd done three yoga teacher trainings. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a perfect fit for this. Let me just see if this is going to work. I applied to 10 Selena's all over the world. Wow. Okay. Um, basically beachfront properties. I picked all of their beachfront <laughs> properties and I blasted emails to those locations. Amazing. I'll tell you one place responded and it was in Tulum, Mexico. Wow. And two emails, my job was secured and I was basically set up to work five hours a week, five hours of teaching yoga. So five classes, which I do anyway on my own to have a free place to stay and free food on this beachfront 
five-star resort. Wow. I was blown away. Sign me up. Yeah. I was like, there's no way this is real. This is, this is what I hear them talk about when they say it's too good to be true. There's no way this is real, but I got to go try it. I got to see if it's real. I go, it was real. The thing was real. It in day three, I was like, wow, this is it. Like, this is my spot, not just Selena, but Tulum. And within a couple of weeks, like maybe two weeks of being there, as I had mentioned earlier, I really wanted community. Mm-hmm. And I so, did too when I came here. It's so yeah. important and I, it's so nourishing. And community is life. Community is such an important pillar. And so basically, I'm on Facebook. I meet these two girls randomly, Christine and Christine, separately. Well, I'm a New Yorker and I like efficient things. And so in my <laughs> head, I'm like, well, I might as well have us all meet together. Two for one see who I vibe with. I asked the girls, is it cool? They're like, yeah, we're cool with that. And then it pops in my head, just this random download. And I was like, I should just put a message out on Facebook and and share that I have, you know, this little meetup happening with me and these two girls. And if anyone wants to join, they're welcome. I'm sure there's other people who want friends. I might as well be inclusive. I kid you not, I had 20 to 30 women reach out to me telling me they wanted to come hang out. I almost fell off my chair. I was like, what? (laughs) That many people? I wasn't expecting that. It was just like message after message after message. So I was like, screw it. I just added added everyone to a WhatsApp chat. I didn't know what to do with them. So I'm curious now, how many followers do you have now and how big has the group gotten? Okay, so at that point, our first meetup, we had eight girls. Okay. Now, two and a half years later, we're at about 7,500 women. Wow. <laughs> yes, girl. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just been this project that has just taken off and grown. And, you know, what we do is we support women who are coming to Tulum, who want community, who want connection, who want to feel safe, who want resources. When I first came here, getting to understand Tulum was challenging. It's like the wild, wild west here that things don't operate normally. And <laughs> And not to change it because it is what it is and it's beautiful in the way it is, but there is a way to operate here. It's a learning curve. And so I support women in having the tools and the resources and the knowledge to understand this place better so it's smooth and not a bumpy transition. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you're here for a week or, you know, three months. These types of these teachings, these understandings about the way Tulum works will save you so many headaches. And it's not fun. I promise you, it is not fun learning the hard way here. It's just not. I feel like with the energy vortex here too, it's like you either get really initiated and you you really grow and you learn and it almost kind of spits you out. Would you agree with me on that with Tulum? Or it brings you in. I have seen some horror (laughs) stories for people. You know, some people come, they're so drawn and it's so magnetic and they're getting all these downloads and they're having all of these magical experiences that they just doesn't normally happen for them outside of the space. And there's also the person that comes here and, you know, they get, you know, extorted by the cops. They get, you know, in an accident or they have, you know, some, some, something, all this this trail of bad things happening to them and um where it literally is almost like tulum is punching them in the face like karate chopping them you know and it's not nurturing it's not the loving motherly energy that some people here in tulum feel and i haven't really cracked the code on like why it happens to some and why it happens to others but my guess is it's because a it's the energy you bring here 
So I met this woman, Maria, who's in Girl Gang. That's the name of our women's group. And she's been here for so many years. And she was talking about the importance of asking for permission to be here and not coming in here with um, the energy of entitlement and demand, but it's a meeting in the middle and coming here gracefully and appreciative and it's beautiful with a giving energy versus a taking energy. And usually that is the people that have the better experience here. When I came here, I was, my intention was surrender mm-hmm. and actually build community too because I really lack that in Canada. I didn't have the support and people just weren't talking to each other. I mean, I couldn't even go to a restaurant in Canada and people were like, oh my God, stay away from me. And I was like, oh my God, I need to go. I just, and I feel like it was like pulling me in, like almost calling me somehow, Yeah. you know, when everything started aligning. And then I met Ali and I was like, you're just like, you're like the mom I needed, like, but friendship wise, you know, like I just felt really held and supported and I've never felt supported in my life with women like this, mm-hmm. like ever. And it's been so impactful and so transformative. Honestly, my whole life has shifted over the past year. Mm-hmm. So, so thank you for bringing all these women together because we need this. Like we need this globally. Yeah. We, we should be Expanding like to every freaking country. Girl gang should be in every country, I think. <laughs> I love it. I would love for that to happen. And it's funny you mention, you know, not ever feeling held or feeling safe in a space with women. If 10 years ago you told me that I would be leading a group of 7,000 plus women, I would have told you you're out of your freaking mind. <laughs> Seriously. I was terrified of large groups of women, and it stems from my experiences as a child dealing with, you know, a to- a toxic relationships within groups of women. And it's not a blame thing or pointing the finger thing. It's an awareness that we are taught to be that way. We are taught to compete with each other. Society has us compare and contrast with each other. Who's the prettiest? Who's the best? You have to lose so that I win. It's this win-lose mentality versus this understanding that actually we can all win and we can all win faster because we're supporting each other and doing it together. And this was the dynamic shift. When I learned this understanding, I made it a point to implement this foundation, this way of being in girl gang. It's this, we're not the drama girls. We're not the gossip girls. We're not talking about each other. We're not putting each other down to make ourselves feel better. We're not going to bash people. We're not going to pick out one girl to, you know, be the bully to her. There's none of that. And, you know, when I was in sixth grade, there was this group of my friends. I loved them and I thought they loved me. And then a couple of things happened where they decided to basically kick me out of the group and they all stopped talking to me because the leader of the group decided that I wasn't worthy of being in the group anymore. And I would cry every single day. I, had, I ended up changing schools wow. and I made a decision at that point in my life. You know, I'll never forget the day where they wrote, they were sitting in the back of the bus and they wrote a note and that note said whatever mean things it said, they crumpled it up and tossed it into my bus seat. Oh my God. And I remember saying, I never want to make anyone feel the way that I feel right now. And it was in that moment as a 12 year old in sixth grade that I decided 
how do I want to be? I want to be someone who's kind and who nurtures and supports and is inclusive and makes people feel like they're wanted and they're accepted because everybody has something beautiful that they bring to the table. And it's, do we want to focus on what they don't have or what they do have? And so it has been a big part of girl gang to cultivate that into the culture and making women feel safe in that environment, teaching women that, Hey, we can be together. We can hang out and it can be in a really healthy and beautiful way where we can create this deep connection, this deep friendship, this loyalty, this support of each other that can exist. And it does exist. And it also requires us coming together and each individually committing to that way of being so that we can move together up as a collective. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Like it really is amazing what you've built here. And I feel like people here too, they'll they'll say, like, no one says this to me at home. Like, how can I support you in this? And almost like when I was first asked that, I was taken back and I was like, oh my God. Like no one's ever asked me that before. Even my family has never really asked me that before, you know? So it's quite incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Tulum brings a like a beautiful, the most beautiful, interesting people I've ever experienced. So when I say beautiful, I don't mean like, oh, they're hot and sexy. Like, I mean like beautiful on the inside. And I've, I've, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I think that's part of what also makes it a little bit easier. Now, not a hundred percent of people like that are in Tulum, but there's this, there's a community here and then people get absorbed into the community and it brings that out even more in them. You know, it's really, I don't know. I'm really curious. What was it like to live in Tulum during COVID? Oh, it was like, amazing. Was it shut down or anything? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I'm business as usual. Um, I, I know a lot of people struggled during COVID. 2020 was a a hard year for people. That was an amazing year for me. 2021 was real tough, full transparency, but 2020 yeah. was a blast. Nice. We had girl gang every week. Oh my <laughs> gosh. For the people who, you know, are like pro COVID, sorry, but we, we, I had events every single week. We all had a great time. We had connection. We had community, which nowhere else in the world was experiencing and we had each other. And so I don't even feel like I was affected by COVID. The only time was there was a three month period that I was home the first three months of COVID where I was hibernating in my dad's house, terrified because I was watching the news every single day and living in a state of fear. And then I realized, wow, this is, this is propaganda. Like they're like not saying COVID isn't real. I'm not saying that, but I knew that it wasn't as bad as everyone was saying. I could just intuitively feel it in my body. And that's when I decided, okay, this is working out in Mexico. I got this, this yoga job and I'm going, I'm going to go. And it, and it was the best decision I ever made. I'm so glad I did it. It's like a dream come true for like everyone almost. I think seriously, we're getting told to stay in our houses and like, we can't go to restaurants and whatever. And you're, you know, living it up on the beach, teaching yoga. <laughs> yeah. I had a great time. I mean, we had to wear masks and stuff, but yeah. And maybe there was some curfews, but I, you know, I'm a grandma, even though I'm 35, I act like a grandma. I'm in bed by 11 every night and I didn't care that there was a, a, a curfew. I actually was happy there was a curfew. It helped with my FOMO. Right? <laughs> Everyone else is in bed too. Oh God. Oh, so yeah. So I'm curious um, if you can help people listening, like how can people step out of fear and move into the transition into what they want to live, like, you know, leaving the country or their job or, you know, anything just for expansion. And it's pretty 
it's there's a lot of fear leaving the country and just showing up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing that is the most important, and you'll hear this in like Alcoholics Anonymous or any of the OA, you know, the AA rooms, it's the awareness of where you're truly at. And this is a check-in with yourself. How happy are you with your current situation? Be honest. Don't, this is for my people who are like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, check in with yourself. Is everything truly fine? If everything is truly fine, truly, you're so happy. You love your job. You love where you live. You love your friends. You love your relationship. This conversation does not apply to you, but majority of people, there is a lot of people who are not satisfied with what they're doing. They either hate it or it's numbing and they're just going through the motions and so it's getting honest with yourself that that is where you're at okay so that is step one the second step after you admit to yourself that there is actually something that is out of alignment right and how can you identify out of alignment it's a it's a check-in with your body it's feeling how it makes you feel does it make you excited are you feeling alive are you feeling motivated inspired And you go through the different categories of your life and you recognize, okay, I'm inspired here. We can table that. I'm not inspired here at all. And then step two is recognizing that you have a choice. You are not a victim of your circumstances. You choose to be exactly where you are and you can change it. Yes, (laughs) you can change it. And I get it. Change is scary. However, what I can promise you is that the willingness to step outside of your comfort zone and into that unknown, I promise you, you will have growth. And I promise you that there is something out there that will make you feel alive, that will make you feel excited, that will want help you want to savor every single moment of every single day because you love your life. But you can't have that if you're not willing to give up your current situation that's making you unhappy. And so many people won't give it up because they're afraid of what's on the other side. What if it's worse? What if, what if it doesn't work? What if I fail? What if people see me fail? Oh my God, I don't want to look bad. I was stuck in that for a long time. Yeah. Yes. These are unconscious beliefs that we have that we don't even recognize are there because they're just humming in the background because there's no light being brought to it. No, no spotlight, no flashlights being shined on it. But the question that I love is what am I authentically being inauthentic about to myself in my life? And that is where discovery starts happening. So we start identifying the things that aren't working and then it's the next step. What can I control in this situation? We're not going to focus on what I can't control, but let's focus on what I can control. So for me, when I had my job, I didn't want to leave six figures. I was comfortable making that money and I was afraid of what it would look like if I left and didn't make any money. I left after four years. It took me four years to, to take the jump because I was afraid. And I promise you, here's another little hack. It gets easier. It's a muscle. Making changes, taking that leap of faith 
is a muscle and it strengthens over time. So those big jumps that I used to really struggle with are much easier now, right? But here's what I'll tell you. Making the choice to do it when I left corporate, while it was incredibly hard and scary, doing it was the best decision of my life. It literally changed my life. And it created the space to be able to build a life that I'm truly excited about and that I love. Now, don't get that confused with all your problems go away. I still manage lots of stress. I still manage challenges. I still manage conflicts. However, I can tell you that the path I'm on, the things I do, it's a full body yes. And what's a full body yes? It's a feeling, it's an experience. You can tell, right? Like, you think about your favorite, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Double chocolate. Double chocolate ice cream. (laughs) All right. So you got double chocolate ice cream. For my listeners out there, our listeners out there, pick your favorite ice cream. And now I want you to think about your least favorite food on the planet. What is it? I think anchovies. Anchovies. Okay. (laughs) Anchovies are gross. I'm with you on that. So I want you to just tune into your body when I say, okay, you want some anchovies? No, I don't want anchovies. No way, right? Any Plug in your favorite, your least favorite food. No, I don't want that. But now I'm like, all right, you want some double chocolate ice cream? Oh, yeah. You can feel it in your body. You're like, of course I want some double chocolate ice cream, right? Especially if you're hungry. Let's, let's put it where you're, when you're hungry. That is a full body yes. Let's, let's go. And so it's getting an, an, an awareness around, okay, what is a full body yes? What's, a, what's not? And all right, I'm going to now start making the steps necessary to take action. Another thing that I discovered too in coming to Tulum and meeting you and everyone else is that find yourself with people doing the things that you want to do because we've all heard this a million times, I'm sure, that who you surround yourself with is so important and people will project their fears and their beliefs on you. And everyone personally in my life thought I was crazy leaving and doing what I was doing. But I was like, no, my life is a fuck yes or a fuck no. And I'm living by this for the rest of my life because of what happened to me, which I'm going to be telling more on a story on the next podcast. But you can make a decision. And also there are many people doing the things you want to do. So you just got to find them. Yeah, that's powerful. Before I quit my corporate job to travel the world, I actually reached out on social media to some random women. They, they were a huge part of my story, actually. They don't even realize it. And I asked them if they would hop on a phone call with me and tell me about their life as digital nomads. I saw them traveling. I saw that they quit the corporate life. And I needed to know how they did it. And I was, again, scared to leave. So I messaged them and said, how are you doing this? Can you educate me? I want to do what you're doing. Can you tell me how you're doing it? And I asked, how are you getting your medical bills paid for? But mind you, my medical bills are way cheaper than what I used to spend when I actually had a job. How are you handling phone calls and cell phone service and Wi-Fi and your accommodation? When I was traveling, I ended up spending way less than I was spending as you know, corporate in corporate America. It's, it's way cheaper to live in the majority of the parts of the world than New York City. Mm-hmm. All these little blind spots I didn't see. Um, 
And then, yeah, who are you hanging out with? Take a look at the top five people. Who are your best friends? And then think about what are they actually talking about? Are they usually talking about people? Are they talking about ideas, expansion, growth, next level, development? That in itself will change your life. What are they doing for their activities? They go into the bar and getting waste Joe Dispenza and Tony Robbins retreats. <laughs> Is there any books that you recommend that you've read that kind of touch base on this? Which part? Um, touch base on like leaving or sorry, like projecting like beliefs and fears on you and, you know, stepping into your raw expression. Yeah. So, well, there's one book I can recommend for, you know, just it's a it's a fundamental personal development book. And it's by Eckhart Tolle, and it's The Power of Now. That's a life-changing book. That will help you to get rid of the beliefs that are not serving you, that will help you be more present and stay connected to your current experience. Um, another book that I love was Conversations with God. Um, there's three parts to it. This number one in itself changed my life. One of the main takeaways I had from that book was stepping away from being a victim and projecting all your stuff onto other people. Mm. So it really dives into how can I shift from, you know, everything is happening to me into everything is happening for me. Everything is a gift, even the challenges. And I know this can be controversial, especially people who haven't really tapped into, you know, the personal development world yet. Imagine a world where you actually looked at everything that was happening to like happening in your life as something that's helping you progress forward as a much needed integral part of your life. And we can even use some examples where think about some of the most challenging experiences. And for my listeners, our listeners, it, I want it to be something you've already healed from because when you're in it, it's hard to see it when you're fuming and you're still in the emotion. Like it's, this exercise does not work, <laughs> but think about a time, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe it was a breakup or, you know, something, maybe you got fired from a job and think about the learning opportunities that came from it or the gifts, the blessings, right? Um, you know, when I broke up with a guy or he broke up with me, I should say he broke up with me. I met him at Burning Man. We dated for three months. It was obviously not serious, but I was head over heels. I went and booked a flight to go visit him. He lived in Germany. And a week before, he broke up with me. Oh. I had a non-refundable flight. Well, I was so upset and hurt and sad and disappointed. And I felt like a failure, another failed relationship. And why doesn't he like me? You know, the, this all the feelings coming up. And it was at that point in my life, hitting that bottom, hitting that low, that I actually made the declaration that I was going to go travel and quit my job. And that was what propelled me forward to actually make some change. Oftentimes we need to hit rock bottom to get that next level of inspiration to step into that next part of our life. I hit, I hit rock bottom too. And yeah. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. It's important to um, have these experiences, you know, instead of living in the victim mindset like you were mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, would be like the personal development books I'd recommend. And then there's two travel books I would recommend. There's Tim Ferriss's The 4-Hour Workweek. That is a must. And I wrote a book too. And it's called Digital Nomad Hacks. 
and it is a book all about how I quit my corporate job and how you can get out of your corporate job or even how you can negotiate staying in your job, different tools to find what is in perfect alignment for you and how to travel the world, all the hacks, do it without spending a fortune and all the spirituality tools that support you in actually getting the most out of your trip, enjoying it and finding your happiness. So feel free to check that out as well. You have options. <laughs> do you have Audible yet? Not yet. Okay. No, we'll get there one day. I need to read it. I need to read this, but I'm I'm learning how to read again. Yeah. But when I can, I'm gonna read your book. Yeah. Because I know it's good. Yeah. I could I could literally talk to you for like freaking twelve hours. <laughs> but we have to cut this session because somebody's going to the beach. <laughs> Living my life in Tulum, you know, one of the perks. Um. But honestly, thank you so much for coming on and it's been like life-changing meeting you and I'm so grateful for everything you're doing and the community and everything so you've got to check Ali out and tell us how can we find you yeah for sure so you can find me on Instagram I'm inside out dot traveler um so yeah inside out dot traveler will you have it in the show notes the yeah okay perfect so find that spelling in the show notes um and yeah i i work with people in a lot of different ways i am an author and i'm an entrepreneur i have a couple different businesses and i support other people in stepping into entrepreneurship and growing their businesses so if that is in you know alignment for you or you want to learn more feel free to reach out or if you have any questions on traveling stepping out of the corporate norm or just stepping out of whatever norm that is out of alignment for you please feel free to reach out i'm happy to be a resource it's um one of my joys in life and yeah thank you so much for having me it's been such an honor and a gift to be able to share this space with you and i love what you're doing and the way you operate and what you're building and just the energy you bring into this world and the light that you are so thank you so thank much you. for being in my oh. life <laughs> thank you for tuning into fuck the box I have a couple tips for you before you go. Number one, energy is a guide. Trust it. Trust yourself. This is for love, friendships, business, absolutely everything. Number two, ask yourself, do I have any limiting beliefs that are stopping me from living a fuck the box lifestyle? Ask yourself, is this true? Number three, change the story you keep replaying in your mind. I want your new mantra every single morning when you wake up to be, this is important to me and I am making this familiar. How you can support the show. When you subscribe, comment, and rate our show, it helps me make more awesome podcasts and also supports everyone in business that has been on the show. You can share with another Fuck the Boxer friend you think would love to hear Fuck the Box. You can donate to the show. Or if you have an awesome brand you want me to tell the world about, send us an email below. Cheers. Lots of love. Mwah.